0: another episode of A Story Worth Telling, the podcast where we talk about some of the greatest stories that you've never heard and some of the ones you have and what they have to teach us about life, love, God, and everything in between. I couldn't be more happy and more thrilled by you guys listening. I've been having the time of my life doing this. I'm Not sure about you. I hope you're enjoying listening as much as I'm enjoying telling these stories, and I can't believe that in just what feels like an incredibly short amount of time, we're already at episode number nine, and I'm calling this one the one about circles, dirt, and dreams, and this is a favorite story of mine that I heard a long time ago that really began to challenge the way that I prayed, that began to change the vocabulary that I used, and I hope that it challenges you today. And the story takes place in the first century BC, in really the generation before Jesus. And it had been... 400 years since the time of the last prophets and the people of God had become accustomed to feeling like God couldn't hear them anymore. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like maybe God couldn't or wouldn't or doesn't care to listen to what's going on no matter how loud we talk no matter how crazy things get but this generation began to feel like the god of their ancestors was nothing more than just a story that had been passed down and they're going through a period of a pretty severe drought it's been a long time since the last rain And it's now well into the winter. And in Israel, the winter season is the season where they collect all the rain before the spring. And they're now in a drought, a deficit of rain that is threatening their very lives, so much so that the generation before Jesus, if it goes on any longer, is not going to be around to tell the tale. And... It's in this desperation that we meet the hero of the story. He's a man named Honi who is a priest and he's pretty famous for the way that he prays, particularly for his prayers for rain. And he lived outside the walls of Jerusalem and the people are kind of at their last straw. They have no other options and so they reach out to Honi and Beg him to pray to God for rain. And, you know, after years of, of no rain, after so long in a drought, I've got to imagine that they were almost paying lip service at this point. That, you know... sure, let's let the crazy old guy who lives outside the city give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, because it probably won't, then at that point, I guess we'll just give up. But it's always the most difficult to believe for a miracle the day before the day. And on this day, Honey went outside of the city and took his six-foot-long staff that he carried with him and began to drag it in the dirt. And he began to turn first 90 degrees, and then 180 degrees, and then 270 degrees, and finally a full 360 degrees. And as the people watched, he, never looking up, began to draw a circle in the dirt. And I'm sure after what felt like hours, but maybe it was only seconds, he had this circle drawn, and when he dropped to his knees and he raised his hands to heaven, and he prayed with all of the authority, Lord of the universe, I swear before your great name that I will not move from this circle until you have shown mercy upon your children. I'm sure that the words... Sent shivers down the spines of everybody who was around him listening. Not just because of the volume of his voice, but because of the authority in it. Not even a hint of doubt. Like this prayer didn't even originate from his vocal cords, but... Felt more like water flowing from a well. Words flowing from the... Middle of his soul. And then... As if they couldn't believe anymore, they began to feel the sprinkles begin to fall. And the raindrops begin to fall to the ground. And I got to imagine that a palpable gas probably had to sweep across the crowd as the thousands of people around watched this. For the first time in forever, rain began to fall. And... Gotta imagine that with each raindrop that fell, there was a celebration, a collective shout and praise from everybody. And yet, still, Honey wasn't satisfied with this sprinkle. And so, over the sound of celebration, his voice became all the louder. He began to pray Not for such rain have I prayed, but for rain that will fill cisterns, pits, and caverns pretty incredible that after experiencing a miracle rain for the first time in forever that Honey isn't satisfied with that, that he begins to even put stipulations on God. And yet the story tells us that all of a sudden the sprinkle turned into a torrential downpour. Some of the witnesses there swore that there were no raindrops smaller than an egg in size. And it actually began to rain so hard that the crowd had to flee to the Temple Mount to escape the flash floods. They had to seek high ground, and yet even in the face of this torrential flooding, this this downpour, this monsoon that's all of a sudden descended in the desert, Honey stays put, not even raising his eyes up, and continues to pray. And he prays, Not for such rain have I prayed, but for the rain of thy favor. Blessing and graciousness. And just like that, this torrential downpour turns into a proportional sun shower. On that hot and humid August afternoon. And it begins to rain a calm, peaceful flow that begins to soak the ground and soak the skin and soak their very souls. And... On this day, everything changed for those people. In fact, instead of thanking Honey, the religious leaders of the time actually worked to have him excommunicated because they felt like his prayer, his drawing the circle, his show had been dishonoring to God, had put God up against a wall, and actually tried to Eliminate him as a priest. But I would probably challenge them and even challenge you that God is only dishonored when we don't pray bold prayers. He's not scared of boldness. He's not scared of us asking for him to move. In fact, I got to imagine that he's probably disappointed when we won't move. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you wanted something so badly that you started praying circles around it. Where something became so important, maybe even a matter of life and death, that you prayed something along the lines of, God, I'm not going to move from this space until you move it certainly wasn't as important as rain for a starving generation but I can remember being in a desert on a missions trip with about 14 of our students from living youth in Mansfield, Texas and we're on a missions trip in Las Vegas partnering with a local church, and we had rented these vans, and one of these vans in particular was just, oh man, a disaster. You get what you pay for, and we had found a really good deal, and by the second day, every door on this van, this 15-passenger van, the sliding door for all the passengers, the passenger door, all of those doors are broken. The only functional door is actually the driver's side door, and so this Passenger van full of about 13 boys and a driver has to file out each time outside of the driver door one by one to get out of it and to lock it. And as we park for one of our events, we we come back out and not even this troublesome van, but the, the girls van, the van that had actually been in pretty good shape and been functioning pretty well the whole time. I roll down the window to talk to the driver of the other van, my friend Daniel, and all of a sudden the driver's window on my van won't roll up, no matter what I do. And this is Las Vegas. We're talking 114 degrees during the day, so this isn't the kind of time when you can just go with the top down. And we fiddle with it, we mess with it, we try to pull the window back up, we try to see if we can get the door panel off. We give it everything we have for probably about thirty minutes or so. We try every trick we know. And all of a sudden, almost like a last resort, I I stop Daniel, I say, hey, what are we doing? I say, let's try this and and bow my head, I close my eyes, and I lay my hands on the window. He lays his hands on it, and I pray something to the effect of, God, we believe that you've given us authority over heaven and over earth. And so we say right now, under that authority and in your name, that this window will work in Jesus' name. And I wish that I wasn't surprised when the very next thing I did was hit that window button and it rolled up without a single problem. But I feel like sometimes that's what a lot of us do. We treat prayer almost like a last resort when I think stories like this encourage us that it should really be our first response. I'm reminded of God's promise to Joshua when he tells him that everywhere that you set your foot, I'll give you that land God basically tells Joshua, "Anywhere that you're man enough, Joshua, to put your foot, I'm God enough to give it to you. And what I've learned in this amount of time on earth is that there are some miracles that are contingent upon our prayer life. There's a time when the disciples try to cast a demon out of a person and it's not working and Jesus does it with no effort and they say, why did it work for you? And he said, those come only out by prayer. In another place, the Bible tells us that we have not because we ask not. And I've got to wonder sometimes about the prayers that have yet to be answered, the miracles that have yet to be experienced, the incredible things God has yet to do in my life simply because I haven't prayed for him yet. And so I would challenge you, whatever you're up against today, if it's something as simple as a test that you've got coming up in school or for your work, if it's a conversation that you need to have with a friend or a family member that you've been putting off, if it's something along the lines of a medical report that you've received or a bill that you're not sure how you're going to pay, me challenge you to draw a circle around that in prayer because it's in that moment of pure desperation, pure reliance on God that sometimes the very miracles we've been waiting for are unlocked in heaven. Whatever it is that you're worried about, I pray that God would move in a way that would be undeniable that it was him and that he would be the only one that would receive any glory from that story. And in addition to that, I pray that you'd remember that today's a story. So make sure...